Hello, Drew. What's up, man? <laughs> Through trials and technical errors, we make it work. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally got it. <laughs> hey, man, welcome to Eckloff Chat, uh, a podcast for artists about artists. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I, I, I drank a Red Bull, so I'm hyped up and I'm ready for this. There you go. I've been um, napping all day, so that <laughs> is my Red Bull for the day. <laughs> we all have our own methods, and I think we're going to go over a little bit about that today. To start it all off, for the people who may not know you, can you tell them about yourself and where can they find you? Oh, man. Uh, so my name is Drew. Uh, I go by Drew Photo, D-R-U-E Photo on uh, Instagram. And then it's actually, it's livid on Twitter, but it's actually, fun fact, it's actually a capital I at the beginning. So it's just I-I-V-I-D. Uh, but I do, I do portrait work. And so that's where you can find me, and I guess you could define my work more of like a fashion editorial kind of vibe, but I really don't know. The thing is, when I look at a photo you've done, the thing that stands out for me, it really comes down to the editing. For a lot of people, editing is the bane of the process. It's the final nail of the coffin, and it can really set the photo apart and change the mood from the original shot. What is your process, and how does that come about? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Um, just because you can totally change the mood or how somebody feels about a photo simply just based off the editing. Um, I actually use a iPad Pro to do all of my editing, uh, which is actually a lot different than what most people do. Um, but it really is, I guess, what I, when I look at a photo, um, my kind of idea behind my photos recently is I want to get kind of a filmy vibe to it, but I also don't want to do what everybody else is doing, and I kind of want to do my own spin on it. Uh, so I do like kind of my vibrant colors still mixed in there as well. Uh, but my idea is I want to kind of take every single color uh, in that photo and make it the color that I want it to be. Uh, so that may differ, right? My greens may differ in one photo or the other. It really just depends on the mood I'm going for or the feel that I want somebody to feel when they look at my photo. Uh I've heard a couple people editing on a tablet. It's not something that you hear often, but what I want to know is how has editing on a tablet affected your work and your workflow and kind of how does that come about? It's actually been amazing and it's actually kind of a funny story because uh, right in front of me, I do have a 27 inch uh, 5k retina display completely maxed out that I actually don't really use too often. <laughs> I use it for YouTube videos and that sort of thing now. Um, well, I, I got an iPad Pro just for fun because all of my friends have uh, laptops and that sort of thing. And so, you know, they'd always be like, hey, come to so-and-so coffee shop, come edit, come hang out. And I was like, I'm not going to lug my 27-inch iMac downtown to go edit with my friends. And so I got an iPad Pro just to, uh, just to see if I could sync up some stuff from Lightroom Mobile back home. That way I could at least go out and hang out with my friends and edit. Uh, and I downloaded an app called affinity photo i think it's like 20 bucks on the app store for the ipad uh and it's basically the mobile version of photoshop and i was able to really do everything that i did on the computer on my ipad pro and what's really nice about it is really honestly the mobile aspect of it as well as kind of like if you if you have a wacom tablet or a wacom tablet however you pronounce that uh it's kind of right. a similar feel with that hands-on uh, experience because you know I'm using an Apple pencil to retouch, so I, I kind of call it like I'm I'm painting or I'm drawing over my photos is kind of how I compare it. So it's just like it's a lot of fun to edit with. It's a little bit different, but I, I figured it out and I completely changed my entire workflow over to it, and uh, I love it. It's awesome. And I think like following a bunch of different artists, that's the more interesting thing to realize is that everyone kind of has their own workflow because everyone. You know, they have different jobs or work schedules or everyone's availability of who you're going to work with has different schedules. So at the end of the day, for you to get your work done, it seems like with that type of format and working with, you know, a pick up and go and edit on the fly like an iPad Pro, it really streamlined your process. Oh, it's it's awesome. Like, I'm so stoked. I'm going to be going out to L.A. in Three, three days, actually. And I mean, I'm just trying to think of all what I need to pack. And I mean, I really just need my camera and I'm probably going to bring two solid lenses and my iPad. And that's all I'm going to have to do um, because it, I, when I upload into Lightroom Mobile via my iPad, it will sync up with my computer back home where I have it actually 
uh, duplicate to an external hard drive. Uh, and it uploads all as the raw image. So I'm not missing out on anything. It's all saved online. It's all saved uh, on my external hard drive. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty slick uh, little workflow. I love it. It's awesome. Jeez, that's awesome. For a lot of people, people's short-term is usually just to create their art full-time. But what I find more interesting is people's long-term goals, whether that's working in magazines or editorial or even traveling the world and showcasing everything they can't seem to find in their hometown. What I want to know is not your short goal, but what is your long-term? Mm, short-term goal right now uh, with, with photography uh, specifically. Um, I mean, right now it's honestly going to, it's trying to meet as many people as I can, trying to make as many connections as I can, whether it be photography base, model base, whatever, you know, these people do. Um, it's just kind of wanting to grow, you know, my connections a little bit more, which in my, in my idea behind it is that then I feel like I will grow as a photographer. I may be able to pick up some tips and tricks from, you know, other photographers, other models, uh, designers, stylists, because there's so much that goes into photography besides just the camera aspect of it. And so that's my short-term, uh, long-term goal. Uh, I'm usually a person that doesn't think that far in the future. <laughs> it's hard. It's um, scary. Isn't it? <laughs> my, honestly, my long-term goal just in life is to, is to be happy with what I'm doing, whether it be photography based or anything that comes out of photography. Uh, as long as I think that I am happy with what I'm doing, I feel like I'll be a successful human being. Um, photography related though, like if I were having to choose specifically photography, um, I think it would be, I think I would be one of those people that would like to do what I'm doing, just be able to travel the world, doing what I'm currently doing, being able to meet lots of people doing what I'm currently doing. It's, uh, that's, that's the long-term goal just to be able to be able to do more than what I'm doing right now with photography, being able to branch out a little bit, travel the world, meet new people, make connections, make, make new memories, you know, that sort of thing. And you talked a, a little bit that you have your computer, what you do, some YouTube work. Is that something you want to branch out or extend? I, ooh. <laughs> so fun fact, uh, Drew used to make money off of YouTube a long time ago uh, okay. for playing video games. So I've, I've experienced it a little bit. Um, I, do, I do want to get back into YouTube or something similar. I do think that it would be fun to um, have that kind of personality online and we'll be able to, you know, show people what I do with, uh, photography and that sort of thing. Cause I get, I mean, I get messages all the time asking me how I do this or what do I use that sort of thing. And having a YouTube channel, uh, would help so much just because I would be able to, uh, show people kind of my, my craft, how I do things, uh, hopefully it answers questions and that sort of thing. So it's definitely something I've looked into. Uh, I'm just trying to, uh, <laughs> It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do YouTube. It's not easy. Uh, it's not as easy as people think. Uh, I, I personally think it's a lifestyle. It's not even a full-time job. If you're really looking to get into it, it takes a lot of time and ded uh, dedication. So um, maybe in the future, uh, it's definitely an idea. I just don't know if I have the motivation right now to go through with it. Yeah, I think the crazy thing is people don't realize, for people that follow Twitch streamers, uh, there's a Twitch streamer called Ninja. Oh, yeah. That... With his income and just playing with Drake, people don't realize just kind of the stretch goals that you can achieve, whether on YouTube or streaming platforms. Oh. And I think what people don't realize when they're signing up with YouTube or making these videos and you see a lot of people that go down that avenue is just how much extra work you're signing up for without realizing if you are going to get anything in return. And I think that's a little daunting for a lot of artists. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it really is. Because, I mean, if you just think of it of like, think of your favorite YouTuber that you currently watch. Um, most common videos, you know, are, you know, jump cut kind of in front of camera. It's changed a lot over the years if you've been on YouTube for a while. Just like the style of videos and what's entertaining and what's not. Um, nowadays, it's, uh, YouTubers have to put a whole lot more work uh, than they used to. There's a lot more um, video clips that they throw in, random sounds, um, you know, overlays that they throw over videos to get the look that they want. Uh, there's just a lot of things that I guess a lot of people don't really think about that needs to be perfected in a video to make it a successful video on the internet. So, so yeah, but it's a uh, it's not easy. It's a, it's a lot of work. It really is. 
Speaking of a lot of work, what I find that a a lot of artists struggle with is finding their work balance between their job, their art, and seeing their family and friends. What is your advice to that person who can't seem to find an equal balance, whether they feel like they're not seeing their friends or much and their friends are getting upset or they have a work to, that pays their bills and, and it's, it's taking away time for their craft or they're putting a lot of time in their craft and it's kind of pulling away. Do you find equal balance in those things among yourself? And if you found that equal balance, what advice could you give to other people around you? Oh man, that's actually a good question because recently I've had to deal with, with this in my life. <laughs> um, it's, so I, I work at the Apple store um, just as a sales rep. And, uh, I was full time for the longest time. And basically I'd get two random days off a week and it was very difficult to, um, like set up shoots and that sort of thing. Even now I struggle with setting up shoots. It's a lot of just kind of hanging out with people and going out and trying to get something. Um, but it really was those two days off. Those were the two days that I was going out and shooting. Uh, I was trying to make, it was a goal of mine to at least shoot once a week. And if I didn't achieve that, I felt like almost uncomfortable with myself in a way. Like it was just one of those things where like I needed to go out and I needed to shoot. I wanted to go out and do it because I felt like if I didn't, I was missing out on maybe learning something different or anything like that. Just because of every, every time that you go out and you shoot, whether it be very similar to a shot that you've already done, there's always different. It's different every single day, right? It's this, it's, it is. That's just how it is. And so you learn and you pick up different things uh, by going out and doing that. Um, now I have dropped down to part-time though. So I have a whole lot more time to kind of dedicate towards my photography stuff. Uh, and so I've been really blessed that I have you know people at work that have really been pushing me to, to really try and give this a shot out and try and make this whole photography thing uh, you know, a living thing. And uh, but I mean, it is really difficult uh, as far as the friend side of things. Uh, I've been also very fortunate that, I mean, I, now that I look at it, a lot of, a lot of people that I hang out with, I've only known over the last year and a half when I first started actively posting on Instagram, a lot of the people that I hang out with are people that I've met at meetups, uh, people that I've just asked to go out multiple times and shoot with me. And just people that I meet from doing that, right? You know, it's just like inviting others to come along with and shoot with you and that sort of thing. And that's honestly my group of friends right now. Now, you know, I still hang out with my friends that aren't into photography stuff, uh, but I've kind of almost blended that group together. You know, (laughs) I've got them hanging out with my photography friends. I got my photography friends hanging out with my, you know, my best friends. So that's kind of how I've evened mine out a little bit. Um, And I know it's, it's definitely difficult for, for people. It just depends on what's going on in your life and that sort of thing. But I mean, you can do anything to kind of express your creativity with photography. You don't have to go out to these cool locations. You don't have to go out and shoot with these models. There's so many different things that you can do with photography. And so I think you can express some sort of creative uh, outlet, even if you are busy or learn about photography, even if it isn't specifically going out and shooting, maybe it's watching a YouTube tutorial on how to retouch better, or maybe it's watching a video on what light uh, does in certain situations, or even just learning about colors in general, like what colors work well together, what colors don't look good together, that sort of thing. I mean, I've, I've sat and watched hours of just color theory videos. <laughs> That's not even related to photography whatsoever. So, I mean, but yeah, that sort of stuff. And the crazy thing is I is kind of pulling the unveil on a lot of artists. We kind of show the best version of ourselves and a lot of artists out there, whether it's photographers or models or YouTubers, they don't show their home life or they want to keep that private. They want to show the professional side and just the work. So maybe they don't show where they work that pays the bills that they work 40 hours a week or if they do part time. And I think it's very easy for people to get caught up and kind of get upset because they feel like that their, their job job is kind of putting them aside and kind of Kevin Fides, my last interview, we kind of touched base where it's almost that side of you can make it work, whether it's you have three days off or two days off, you set it yourself where you try to do a shoot a week and get as much content as possible. It's kind of that thing where people, it's, it's that creating art 
and fitting it in with your life. It seems like you've got it figured out. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could have advice to someone that maybe needs to realize that more people that's like, no, people are working jobs and creating art just because they're not, maybe because they're not showing it and putting it out there. doesn't mean it exists. I think that's why I like to do conversations like these is just to realize just because you don't see it doesn't mean that we're not in a relatable situation than they are. Absolutely. No, it's, it's funny that you actually say that because I, uh, I know people that purposely hide how they do things just because they feel like they'll be judged for um, getting some sort of like free ticket or something like that. Like I have people that don't share their personal life or how they do things uh, because they think that they'll be judged uh, for how they travel the world and that sort of thing, which, which really opened my mind <laughs> the other day. But, um, but no, it is, it, it, I think it is one of those things where people, especially online nowadays, um, that's just... That's all we see uh, is we see the the perfect times. We see um, all these uh, great, amazing things that these people are going through. We don't like if you've watched any sort of vlogging uh, channel ever on YouTube, like especially the ones where they do daily vlogs. Like you don't ever really see the the arguments. You don't really see the bickering. You don't see that sort of stuff. You see just the the perfect family, right? And that's what you yeah. strive to do. And the thing is, is that you have to realize that um, everybody has everybody has issues. Everybody has uh, things going on in their life. And yes, some people have uh, better situations than others. But I still think that regardless of your situation, if you love something, you can find a way to practice it or do that or anything like that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And on, on an outside perspective of kind of how things go, and I, I find this really interesting when I have conversations with other artists is kind of the Thanksgiving dinner when you have that family member that doesn't quite understand what you do or how things works <laughs> when, you know, you, sh- you shot with someone that they don't know. And they're like, what you're meeting someone in a parking lot somewhere or some nature hike or some weird store. And you're just shooting photos with this person. How do you explain this type of, of, format or what you do or how you create your art to the, to the people on the outside perspective that just might not get it. That don't understand. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess I could kind of relate it to other issues that I've gone through in my life of other people not really, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where you just kind of need to explain to others. And I think this is a, a, a big thing that's going on in just the world in general is that um, I do think that there are people who are just genuinely uneducated about certain issues and that sort of thing and just are kind of interested. I think it's just more of explaining why you do it and like showing them what the outcome is and maybe just sharing like why it excites you to capture these sort of things and like that sort of stuff. Um, luckily, I don't think I've ever had anybody question me uh, as to like why I'd be going out. And I mean, I guess you have. Like, uh, you know, when you're shooting outside of a, a store and uh, the store owner comes out and is like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what do you what is this for? That sort of thing. You know, it's for me, it's all it's really it is one of those uh, fun outlets for me. It's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy trying to get these like really amazing shots of people. And I don't know, it just excites me. And so that's that's what I would tell people. I would just explain like why it excites you, what gets you happy about it. Cause like people will see that in you. If you are inspired by something or motivated by something, people will pick that up uh, and they should see that coming out of you. And so like, that's what I would do. That's all I would do. Share, share how happy and excited you are to do things and explain uh, why it, you know, makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think sharing your art is a great way to just showcase people what you do. Speaking of, you talked about you were a a streamer before on, and that was kind of your, your focus before. And now you're a photographer. How'd you get into photography and how did you find out that this is your passion? This is what you want to put all your eggs in one basket in. Oh man. Um, so it's kind of funny. I'm like the super lame photographer, uh, or person that got into photography. I actually got into photography from social media. Um, it was from, uh, Twitter, and Tumblr, actually, back in the day. It was one of those things where I actually, I had a decent amount of uh, followers just for, um, I guess, uh, you know, I'd post photos of myself, post 
relatable tweets and that sort of thing. And a long time ago, I had a, you know, I had about 5,000 followers for doing that. And so I, I got a camera um, because I saw these amazing photos on Tumblr and Twitter and all this stuff. And, you know, I was just like, I want to do that. Like, this is really cool. I've always had like a, like, I always enjoyed photography. My dad did it a long, long time ago. And it was always just one of those things that my dad always said that he was like, I really enjoy doing this. I just wish I did more of it sort of thing. Like I always heard him say that when I was growing up and, um, and yeah, so I got a camera wanting to almost, uh, like mimic or get or achieve the same sort of look as all these other people that I've been seeing, uh, online, but I had gotten a camera about four years ago. And I mean, from there, it really just kind of like, I would go on youtube.com and I would at 12 o'clock at night, I would be like how to get cool star photos, uh, at night. And I would watch a 30 minute YouTube video and I would be like, all right, well, we're driving out South. We're going to try and find no light pollution and we're going to, you know, we're going to give it a go. And it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And I enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't like super, super passionate about it at that point yet, but it was something cool. It was something different that I could go out and hang out with, you know, like my buddy, we would go out to parking garages and, uh, take some photos there at like one in the morning or something like that. And, um, I did that for probably about a couple years, learned kind of like, you know, how to use manual mode, what all that stuff does. And I, I, I eventually figured all that stuff out after kind of years of kind of messing around with it. And then, uh, last year in March, was when I kind of got, uh, well, I, I got a 35 millimeter lens. I got a 35 millimeter F1.4 lens. It is beautiful. I still love it. It is one of my favorite lenses, even though I haven't touched it in forever. It is still my baby. Um, but that kind of like re-sparked my interest in photography because I had been getting kind of, kind of bored of it at a time, at one point in time where I felt like I was just getting the same stuff. Uh, I felt like I wasn't really seeing any change in my work or, anything like that. I was wanting to get a certain look that everybody else was on, uh, you know, like Instagram and that sort of stuff, the people that I looked up to. And so I got a 35 and I saw how much different it was and it had that look that I was wanting to achieve. And I like, I fully dove into it. I was, I went to LA for the first time last year in March. And that's when I decided to post every single day on Instagram and, uh, yeah, so I, like, I was in LA for a week. I would take photos on my camera. I'd Wi-Fi drop them to my phone and I would edit them on VSCO and upload them to uh, Instagram. And I had maybe 500 followers at the time. <laughs> and I just decided that I, you know, I was going to do this. I was going to try this. I haven't, I hadn't done Instagram before. I haven't done that. And, uh, kind of got into that eventually shot with my first model, uh, Mariah, which, if you look at my work, you'll see her all over the place because she's one of my really good friends now. Um, shot with her, got like, you know, at the time, and they're still really good photos, but at the time, like, <laughs> they were, like, amazing, right? Like, I was, like, it, it was one of those feelings where after a photo shoot, like, I couldn't wait to go home and edit these photos because I just knew that they were going to be awesome, Right. And I don't know what kind of the first kicker was or like the first click in my mind where it was like, I want to keep doing this. Um, but something after that point kind of kept me on the trail of portrait photography. And then from there, it's all really just become a thing of what else can I learn? What else can I do to get better? What can I do to achieve this look? What can I do to ach uh, not achieve this look? Like how do I avoid this kind of look? Like, and it's all just from there become how can I get better as a photographer? How can I improve my work? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to make connections with? Who can kind of, you know, help me out? What can I look up to? You know, it's all been just, that's, that's my mindset with photography. It just excites me to learn more. And that's why I'm excited to go out to LA. I'm going to be hopefully meeting up with a bunch of amazing photographers and models and everything like that. And I'm really there to pick everybody's uh, brains. I want to learn more. I want to get better. I, that's, that's the end goal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's how I got into photography. <laughs> that's how I'm doing it. Um, right now, I don't know for sure if it's the set thing that I want to do with my life, but you know, I've had a couple things that I'm, I've been, you know, really good at in my life and I've given up on them. And, um, I, I, I guess I'm at a point in my life where I really don't want to give up on this talent that I have. And I want to try and, 
express it as much as I can. And so, so yeah, <laughs> that's all. Awesome. And you talked about being on Tumblr and what's fascinating to be following a bunch of people on not just one social media, but a bunch of different social medias, whether it's Twitter or Instagram is seeing how each market kind of values different artists in different ways. Where, where you look at Vine, there's people that blew up on Vine, Vine shuts down. And then what it kind of left a lot of artists saying, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You say, you, I, I, following you, it seems like you've built a presence not only on Instagram, but on Twitter. Do you feel like for a lot of artists that, that maybe are going all in on one social media, whether it's just Instagram or just Twitter, do you think that these artists should be posting the work everywhere just in case kind of another Vine mm-hmm. episode happens and, and one social media kind of shuts down. Cause I've talked to a bunch of people and they, they, they tell me, Justin, I just, I don't want to go on Twitter. I do Instagram. I don't want to sign up for more work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really, that's actually a really great question and a good conversation. Um, social media we've seen, if you just look at it over the last, even just like the last five years, um, just how much like, uh, stuff has changed, right? Like, I feel like it's almost a cycle of all of the social medias. Like at one point, Facebook was the most popular social media app out there. Everybody wanted to post on Facebook, that sort of thing. Um, you know, and then it was like Instagram, then Snapchat, then Twitter. And it just kind of rotates and it goes through, um, some of them fall off like Vine did. Um, now as far as like poking into multiple social medias, I do think, that it is a great idea to do so, uh, but it is not easy to have a big presence on multiple uh, social medias. Um, it, it gets to a thing where, like when I did YouTube, like I have a bunch of friends on YouTube who are doing very well, <laughs> doing very well on YouTube, living out in LA, uh, living in mansions and all that stuff. Um, there gets to a point where you reach a certain amount of following to where, um, like, cause all I did was I did call of duty YouTube and this is all you would post. You would only post call of duty YouTube. Cause that's who your followers, they wanted to see that content. Eventually though, you get to a point where I feel like you go away from what you typically do and you become more of a entertainer at that point. Um, now when you are that entertainer sort of aspect, I feel like it's easier to be able to split off into multiple, uh, social medias because people are following you not only for your content, but mainly more for your personality, right? They just enjoy seeing you on the screen. They're coming there to see what you have to talk about and that sort of stuff. Now, I, like I said, I always had like the presence on Twitter and I uh, was doing the whole Instagram. So I guess I can explain kind of like how I got into the Twitter side of things. Um, I, like I said, I had that Twitter presence a long time ago, but I never really like thought of photography as being like a good, uh, outlet for Twitter just because I never saw it. Right. I never, I didn't follow people that posted photos or anything like that. It was all just on Instagram. And so I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot and see if I can, um, maybe grow on Twitter. Uh, I was fortunately, um, if you remember back on Twitter when everybody was doing the, you know, they'd post uh, four of their favorite photos and be like, Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah from wherever one retweet could, you know, hook me up with whoever set me up with a shoot, anything like that, please do so blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Well, I made one of those, uh, a long time ago and I reached out to uh, a bunch of my, um, old, uh, internet connections and was luckily able to get some, uh, retweets on, uh, Twitter to kind of blow that up a little bit, get me, uh, more out there. And I, I gained a, you know, a good 500 active followers, which then just kind of kept growing from there. I just started constantly kind of posting on Twitter. I think Twitter's a little bit more interactive than some of the other social medias, uh, which is why I really, really like it. Um, and so that's where I, I honestly would consider Twitter to be kind of my, uh, main social media that I really kind of look into. Uh, Instagram now for me is more of just a portfolio sort of thing. Um, it's just kind of there to, for me to post my stuff and for, you know, for me to be like, Hey, go check out my Instagram so you can see my work sort of thing. Uh, Twitter is really where I try to, um, answer questions, talk to people, show a little bit more of my personality side of things, 
not just the work side of things. And so I enjoy it. But I do think, going back to your question, I do think that people should go off into other social medias. Although, like I said, it is not easy to gain. So don't be disappointed when you don't gain on a so- another social media just because you have a following on another social media. It's, it's like you're starting from square one again on that application, essentially. And the nice thing, which I think it, it's easy to complain, but people don't realize that all these social media avenues, they're free to try out. There's low risk reward. The, the worst case, you try it out, you find out you don't like it or you don't want to do it, low fail rate. There you go. <laughs> and uh, just kind of going back, I, I want to go back to more of your process and with shooting and all that. Absolutely. A lot of people that follow you would love to know your process. Everyone's different and there's no right way. There's no wrong way. But from an idea to your execution, how does your workflow usually go? Yeah. So you're talking like from square one, kind of like square one. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I, like I said, I'm probably one of the more lazy photographers when it comes to setting up shoots. Um, (laughs) if you want to interview somebody that's really good at it, you should get Obi on here. Obi's great. Um, (laughs) uh, but, no, like uh, a lot of things, I, like I have a bunch of ideas that I really want to do and I always keep those written down. Um, but a lot of it really is for me as it is kind of just wanting to go out and uh, capture something. And it's, uh, you know, I, I'll go out sometimes on my day off and find locations that I might want to shoot at and I'll just drop a pin on it and I'll uh, save it to my favorites. And that way I have a location that I could possibly shoot in the future. And if I have a fun outfit to kind of collab along with, you know, like, let's go for it. Um, but that's really, as far as how I find the set, that's kind of how I go about things. It's really just kind of like, let's go out this way and we'll walk and find something cool. Um, I mean, I live in Kansas, so, um, (laughs) you know, I can't just walk anywhere and find a, a beautiful, huge bush full of uh, gorgeous flowers or a super cool vintage car on the side of the street. It's very rare for me to find like those, you know, very aesthetic places. Uh, but it, it makes it fun. It makes it more interesting. Um, from that, I mean, I really do try to find a model that uh, fits the location. It just really depends for me. Like when I'm setting, setting shoots up, like I definitely want to make sure the model matches the entire uh, look. Um, I am a firm believer that it really does depend on your model a lot. Like there are some people that I've heard say that, you know, it's, it's all about the photographer and that sort of thing. And, um, that is not true. <laughs> having a wonderful model that fits the look that you want to do, having somebody with experience will completely change your photos, like working with makeup artists, stylists, and that sort of stuff. It just, it's another level of, of kind of production and it just makes everything look a little bit nicer. Um, so I guess that's the side of things as far as like setting up shoots, that sort of thing. Uh, as far as like what I shoot with and that sort of thing, I shoot with a Canon 6D. I use a 24 millimeter F1.4 Sigma art lens right now. Um, it is awesome. I love it. I got it because I bought a 24 to 70 and I found myself just shooting with the 24 the entire time. And so I wanted the extra 1.4 uh, aperture, which does make a huge difference. And, um, yeah, so 90% of the time I'm laying on the ground, uh, getting low angle shots of my models and that sort of thing. Uh, but once I get kind of the, uh, the photos that I'm looking for, I actually, I import them to my iPad with a lightning to SD card slot reader. I import them into the photos app, which then I import them into Lightroom mobile just for backing up reasons. Uh, I actually import directly into Affinity Photo, which you could just call Photoshop, honestly. So I just uh, directly import into Photoshop, and I kind of start from there. Um, I I guess you could say I have quote-unquote presets. Uh, They're more of just presets on adjustment layers, like I have a curves preset, I have a color balance preset, and a split toning preset that I I use to kind of create the whole ensemble right now. Although... Like I said, depending on the photo, I completely change that stuff up just depending on the colors in the photo and the look I want to go for. Um, but from there, I would say on average, it's about like a 30, 45 minute process on a photo. Uh, I spend a lot of time on my photos, uh, which is which is bad. <laughs> I feel like sometimes um, it's it gets to the point where like I continue to learn all these new tools on like in like editing and that sort of thing. And it's where it's like, well, now I have to do it for like every photo because I'm like, well, it has to look as good. Like that's the, this is the downfall for me, right? Is that 
every single time I go out and shoot, I want it to be better than the last shoot I did. I want it to be better than what I think my best is. And so I'm like, I have to do this for every single photo, but it, it gets a, it gets a good product, you know? And I mean, it depends on the photos. Sometimes you don't have to do a whole lot of retouching. So it's a lot quicker and that sort of stuff. But, but yeah, my workflow, I feel like is, it's a very laid back kind of workflow as far as getting shots and everything like that. Um, but I somehow make it work. So, and speaking about, uh, limitations about where you live, you talked about where you live. It, it's kind of hard to find a variety of different shots, kind of what other people can pick from. One of my favorite shots of yours is using a side mirror of a car and yes. kind of, I feel like not a lot of people want to think outside the box. They, they only think of what they see on the internet feed. These are the shots I can only get. What, what, kind of makes you think outside the box of saying, okay, I don't like what's around here. Let's try this. It's funny you actually bring that up because I can tell you the entire interaction of that day. (laughs) Um, Basically, I was shooting with my friend Ali and Malachi, and we were meeting up with my friend Kelby, and he was shooting a model. I can't remember her name, but uh, I was walking down. I was basically following my phone on my find my friends to find my friend Kelby. And we're walking down. I see the car on my right. You know, I shot at him. I'm like, have you already shot here? (laughs) I was like, have you already shot this car? And he's like, yeah, I did. He's like, but you can try and do something different. And I was like, all right, all right, bet. (laughs) And so I, you know, I go over to the car and like, you know, I I take like the typical photos of having her kind of sit next to the wheel, head back, kind of rested back on the car, that sort of thing. Um, I don't remember exactly where I got the inspo from. Um, uh, but you know, like everybody's seen similar kind of reflection photos online and I don't know. I just really liked, I don't know. I liked the mirror and I was like, let's try something like this. Malachi was standing on the other side of the car and I was actually laying down where Allie was sitting. If you see the post and uh, we were just kind of messing with the reflection. I was like, at first, my idea was I wanted to try and integrate maybe the blue sky in the reflection, right? Like maybe get a photo of her, but have like the mirror have like a nice juicy cloud on it or something like that and like really deep blues. And so, you know, we we're just kind of messing with that. And Malachi's like, I can see you like perfectly from this side of things. And so that got me to go onto the other side of the car and kind of just had that idea of like, here, stand here, do this. Um, I'm going to try and shoot this it didn't look too good and so i like leaned over the car and shot my video mode uh and took a couple photos and it turned out amazing um i was like oh these are so cool uh but she had her hair tie on so i made her take off the hair tie (laughs) and um went for it again and obviously got the photo that i wanted Uh, i really honestly only got one photo out of all of the ones i took there that i really liked and that was the one that i posted uh but it, it really is for me, what I always try to tell people is I kind of relate it back to when I did like more film stuff is that you want B-roll, right? You want those chunky edges. Like be, don't be like scared to take a ton of photos, right? Like don't be afraid. You have a DSLR digital camera that allows you to take a lot of photos. So why not express that? Why not go for that one photo that you want? Like uh, that's my, that's, <laughs> that's always been my kind of philosophy around it. And sometimes I sit there and I, take the same angle shot like for, you know, five, 10 minutes because I don't get the, the right lighting, the right look from the model and that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I related back to that film as far as like, make sure you get a wide angle shot of this look. Make sure you get a medium shot of this look. Make sure you get a nice close up of this look, right? Get everything that you can. You never know what will turn out to be really cool. You don't know what angle might be different uh, unless you try it, right? And so yeah. that's kind of my goal. Just go for everything that you can, and uh, who knows? You might surprise yourself with uh, something cool. And I, that brings me uh, kind of back to people getting frustrated because they couldn't get the shot. Maybe someone canceled on them. Maybe the work isn't getting recognition that they feel like they deserve. And I feel like mental health is a big stigma for a lot of artists and creatives. It's not only affecting artists, it's affecting people all over the country. You can see it on the news Mm -hmm. for for the listeners out there. What keeps you motivated even in your lowest of lows, which keeps you together and keeps you at your craft and kind of brings you out. 
you are you're really good at this. I love these questions, dude. These <laughs> these are amazing. Um, no, uh, that's an awesome question. Um, so I guess like a little background is that I actually I went to rehab for alcohol about six years ago, uh, actually because I was it was more of I was more of honestly being addicted to being sad, being depressed, and being suicidal. Uh, I enjoyed almost like feeling like that, which was awful, right? That's just what I knew. It's what I was used to. And so, um, you know, fast forward six months of being in there, it, it completely changed my outlook on life in general. And I learned a lot on just how to be a happy person. So my kind of, whenever I get into these ruts, cause we do, everybody gets into these ruts all the time. Uh, I was just in one not too long ago. I'm still not like completely happy with my work right now, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a progress uh, eventually it'll work. The thing is, is it's always the simplest advice that is the hardest to take and learn from. Uh, but it is honestly just kind of like, you know, just be happy. Like if you break down that phrase, it really is kind of that simple. You are the only person that can control how you feel. So why not feel happy? Now I am a firm believer that we're all human. We all have emotions, but I think it's better if say, for example, I'm upset, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm upset, right? I'm aware that I'm upset. It's not anybody else's issue. It's not because somebody did something to me. It's because I'm allowing myself to be upset and it's okay to be upset, but I can also allow myself to be happy at the same time, right? It's really just wrapping your mind around it. So like if I get into these low parts where I feel like I'm unmotivated and that sort of thing, it is honestly, it's one of those things where I try to go out, I try to go out and shoot and I try like for whatever reason, it just always ends up working out as far as like, I feel like there's always eventually a breakthrough with your work. Like even if you feel like you've been in a rut for X amount of time, like if you can, if you continue to work on that and you continue to practice it, just like mental health and, or like you could relate it to riding a bike, like you have to go out and practice to break through that next level, right? You don't get on a bike and end up being in the X games. Like it's one of those things where they probably had ruts where they couldn't do something for a long time, but they kept practicing and practicing till they could do that till they were able to do that sort of thing. And so for me, it is, it's kind of like where I relate back to that mindset of mine where it's like, I just want to learn more. So like when I get in these ruts, I kind of relate it back to like, what am I missing? Like, what, what can I change? What, what can I do differently to maybe give me a different outcome? Because doing the same thing over and over and over again, especially if you're in a rut, you're not going to see a difference. You're going to see the same outcome if you keep doing the same thing over and over, right? So like, why not try something different? Like, why not give it a little bit of a spin? Uh, who cares if you don't like it? Who cares if it doesn't turn out good? At least you tried something different. At least you tried to do something out of the ordinary that you're not used to doing. And so that's kind of, I guess, my mindset that I try to wrap myself around. And it's difficult. It's not easy. Um, it's very easy just to, to self-pity. I'm a huge self-pityer. I love attention. So I find myself doing that quite a bit. Uh, but if I can remind myself that it's really just going out there, just trying to get new stuff, maybe you know, maybe reach out to more stylists, maybe reach out to more makeup artists, maybe, uh, you know, do that sort of stuff. Like maybe save up and go out on a trip to LA for two weeks and try <laughs> and try, yeah. like I'm doing <laughs> to go meet all these people because, you know, like I, I, I want to get better. I want to do this. I want to see myself succeed. And that's what I'm trying to do. And it reminds me of the fact, my mom always used to say that everyone has a story. Everyone's battling something and we're going to battle it for the rest of our lives. And you see on the internet these petty fights of people arguing literally about nothing. <laughs> and it's, it's in no way helps the conversation and it doesn't help each other. And it's kind of why I want to do stuff like this, where at some point we should only be fans of each other's work and figuring out how can we help each other and how can we just motivate each other and how can we make each other better? Yeah. And at that point, uh, Bringing, bringing back to that, is, is there anyone out there that you feel like deserves attention that hasn't been given enough spotlight recently? Um, I would say as far as because um, I really I have like my group of friends on Twitter that I talk with as, uh, as far as photography. 
Um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like everybody deserves, you know, the recognition. Um, my buddy, uh, Kelby here from KC, uh, I feel like he is definitely somebody that needs to be checked out. Uh, he is just, his, his stuff is really, he's got a, a phenomenal eye, which is awesome. It's always great when you find somebody that just, it comes naturally to them. And he's somebody that has that. And that's why, uh, I think I would choose him. Uh, he, he's, he's growing, he's growing. I'm trying to help out as much as I can too, but, uh, no, he's got an eye and, um, he doesn't have the recognition that I think he should have, but I also believe it's something that will come to him eventually. So, uh, just like Obi or any of my other friends, like, um, I've been there since the get go with them and it was just only a matter of time sort of thing. Uh, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like, if your work is good enough, right. You have to, you have to remember not everybody, not everybody can be good, right? Like you have to, I, I relate it back to like what my mom told me when I was super young, when I was watching American Idol, <laughs> she told me, she was like, I swear to God, if you ever go on American Idol and you suck, I will tell you that you suck. <laughs> you know, she's like, she's honest. I, I yes. like it. She's like, I'm not going to let you go out there and kind of fail on some things. I, I feel like it's, if you have quality content and this is with anything that you do in life, whether it be like baking, uh, drawing anything if you are talented at it and you have a passion i feel like eventually you'll get recognition for it it really is just a matter of time sort of thing no i'm not saying that like you can't go from nothing to something i definitely think you can i mean go look at my work three years ago (laughs) but um but i definitely think that like you have to have that good quality content to grow and to to gain an audience and it, it is a matter of time and you'll get better over time which then more people will come and look at your stuff. Um, it's kind of just like YouTube as well. Like you see the people that are doing it well. Like for example, if you've ever seen Mango Street, their videos are beautiful. Their videos are gorgeous and they're fun and they're interactive and they bring people in, right? Yeah. It's, it's really that quality content that makes it enjoyable for people to, to be a viewer essentially or a follower, right? Um, but I don't think that you should be discouraged by follower limit or anything like that. Really. I mean, there's so many, there's so much more out there with the creative uh, side of things than just a following on social media. Uh, there's so many different outlets that you can do. Like I have friends that travel the world and take photos of hotels and resorts and they, they don't have thousands and thousands of followers, but they do it. They're living it right now. And I'm extremely jealous. (laughs) And so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Just keep practicing. You'll get better. You'll get excited about the growth that you see in your work and, and share that on social media. Cause why not? And if you get likes, awesome. If you don't, you'll get them eventually. Do you feel like everyone's good at one thing? Do you think that some people spend too much time working on maybe the things that they're not so good at when mm. they feel like maybe they should be working on that one thing they're good at? Um, I don't know about that, but I also... I think it's one of those things where, at least in my life, I know when I'm good at things and when I'm not good at things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't really put myself into situations where I don't succeed, which is not a good thing. <laughs> but um, there, there are a lot of times where like, I, I don't do something because I am afraid of failure. Um, and that is not a good way to live. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't think that I guess I don't think somebody should just specifically put in or put all their time into one thing. I am a big believer on like tomorrow I could, I could experience something that I've never experienced in my entire life and I could love it. And I I have no idea what it could be. Um, But you know, that's just, that's, I guess that's my open mind is that I believe that there's something out there that everybody loves, but I don't think it has to be a specific thing. Mm. Um, But I do think that, people naturally have talents and things. Um, and I feel like everybody has a talent, whether you, you think that you do or you don't, you have a talent. Everybody has a talent. Um, right. and one way or another, if you are blind to it, then you, you need to ask, uh, who, uh, you are surrounded by cause they will tell you. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, last thing before we go, is there anything you want to promote or you're currently working on and where can people look forward to that? Oh man. Um, 
No, the only thing that I'm excited for is in a couple days, I'm going to be flown out to New Orleans for a senior photo shoot, which will be my first time ever getting flown out anywhere. So I'm super excited, but also oh, that's super, awesome, super, super nervous, um, especially after I looked at the forecast and it's going to be raining. But, <laughs> and then I'll be flying out to LA and I'll be out in LA till the 28th of July. So uh, I guess that's kind of like, I, I guess you could call a project. Um, my uh, plan is to try and, you know, reach out to as many of the people, you know, who have reached out to me before, uh, who are always like, hey, where are you located? And I'm like, ooh, Kansas City. They're like, well, I'm in LA. Just let me know when you come out to LA. <laughs> so this is me going out to LA. <laughs> and it's, it's me trying to, see if I can make anything happen. And so uh, more of just keep an eye out because I'll be posting on you know my Instagram and my Twitter. That's pretty much where I uh, post everything. But I guess that's my next big uh, project, uh, working with a bunch of creatives out in LA, uh, meeting new people, um, just trying to um, take my work to the next level. So that's my, that's my project. <laughs> oh, man. Well, best of luck on your future endeavors with the, the photo shoot and going out to L.A. And I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, people, please follow Drew at Drew Photo on Instagram and follow him on Twitter at – you said it, it looks like livid, but it's looks like eyes. livid, but it's I-I-V-I-D. I know. It's very misleading. <laughs> I apologize that it has to come out this way. <laughs> it's all right. I, I just want to make it clear. But I don't have uh, an OG gamer t- or an OG uh, – twitter handle i do not have an og twitter handle it isn't it is not it's fake <laughs> <laughs> That's right. and uh to all those listening uh you can follow my work at eklof e-c-k-l-o-f on instagram and eklof e-c-k-l-o-f underscore justin on twitter please rate and review my podcast on itunes and all that stuff it helps out and is much appreciated yes thanks again drew for coming on i hopefully you enjoyed this oh, uh, it was i want to have awesome. you on I love this stuff. I'm a chatterbox, so I'm, I apologize if I put this way past what you typically do. Uh, but no, I love having conversations like this, man. It really is like at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. This is how you grow. As, yeah, this is what it's all about. As a human, not even as a photographer, as a human being, is just having conversations with others. So I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too, man. Thanks for coming on. And finally, to all the creators out there, please keep on creating, just like Drew. Yes. And, uh, Have a good night. (laughs) Adios.